0: Looking out there in the internet world, searching for people. Come gather around the campfire. This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker, part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. I always feel like it'd be cool if this broadcast was 24 hours a day and people were just watching me from room to room, going about my daily life, sitting on the toilet, thinking about my life sleeping, eating, but it's not. So this is the hour we got to broadcast. Graphic novels, graphic novel reviews, yeah! Today's graphic novel is Cinema Purgatory by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. So I've been reading this over the last week or so, and I know everyone out there gets so excited, the one or two people that are watching when I do my graphic novel reviews. Here it is, I actually read stuff, and this is what I'm reading. So this is as if you walked into an old fashioned cinema, the talkies as they called it back then when it went from silent to the first very beginning of talking films, as if purgatory was a movie theater and you were trapped inside this movie theater, watching a variety of short films and also kind of like historical, gruesome stories about Hollywood. It's. Interesting, it's almost more like a old school punk rock fanzine, black and white ink drawings. But some of the stories were amazing because they're based on this really sick, gruesome Hollywood history. And then other ones were a bit confusing where I was not really sure where I was and what was going on and left me scratching what little left hair I have on my head. I would definitely say it's worth picking up if you're into weird, History of Hollywood, weird underground comics made into a graphic novel about Hollywood. Let's bring in our special guest. She does podcasting. She does modeling, cosplay, but I should shut the hell up. I can say hell because she's not listening. She's got her headphones on. By the way, this is my co-host, my daughter, Blue. Blue! What? This is when you say hi in the show. Hi, I also heard you say hell. Alright, she heard me say hell, so I'm in trouble. All right, let's introduce our special guest. Hi. <laughs> I guess I should say your full name at this point. Mia. Sure. Saint Claire.
1: Yeah. Are you actually like a
0: saint? Or is this a street or
1: not a street, it's it's saint. I am only a saint if you think I am. If you don't think I'm a saint, then I definitely did something to have earned not being saintly.
0: Let's start with the very first question. Can you please provide your bio to the watching public?
1: I'm Mia. I do the modeling, Uh, specifically when I model, I try to aim for doing unconventional things in terms of all the things that I got with my body. When I do my podcasting, I do it also as Project Nerd, which I love being a part of. And then I also assist a boudoir photographer, via glass imagery. Uh, and I do cosplay. I also have a Patreon to go along with that.
0: Before we get into your origin story, let's drill sure. down a little bit. A body positive image modeling. When you're when you're alluding to the thing on your arm, that's mm-hmm. you want to like kind of explain a little bit more what that is.
1: It's called linear porokeratosis. Uh, it actually started here when I was about somewhere between five and seven, and it's grown with me as I've grown and then as i've aged i've also gotten vitiligo which sits on top of it so it's it's like it's two separate things in one area and it because of the linear thing it stretches it actually starts up here on my shoulder and goes all the way into my thumb and then i have a little spot right here but the vitiligo is in different spots it's on my fingertips it's actually on my lips when i tan enough you see it on yeah on this eye yeah. so
0: wait one is like the absence of skin pigment and yes. that grows over time or it stays the same?
1: Well, it can. It can. I get both hyper and hypopigmentation, but yay, thank you, thank you. But I mostly just have the absence of pigment, not the addition of pigment. As for the linear keratosis, that's what grows and the vitiligo just sits on top of it.
0: Is there a treatment for it or like-
1: Vitiligo, no. And linear parker, no. Last I checked, no. There is no cure. I came from a cooler climate. I'm from Jersey.
0: Jersey? You're a Jersey girl? (laughs) I'm
1: a Jersey girl.
0: What part of Jersey?
1: I was born in Atlantic City, so I'm from South Jersey, where they say water instead of water, like weirdos.
0: Atlantic City? Like you actually Mm -hmm. grew up in or uh, how far Mm -hmm. outside of Atlantic City?
1: Uh, About 20 to 30 minutes. Hamilton okay, so is not where. Like, is where. Not I live.
0: like hell. Like Atlantic City is pretty like
1: jacked up. Cities scare me. I've never lived in in a city. Do you live in Austin. I live on the outskirts of Austin. I just say Austin because everybody knows Austin.
0: All right. Well, if you come to New York City, I'll give you the New York City tour of like I what mean, it's really like to live in a city. We'll go rob some homeless people. We'll rob a bank. <laughs> we'll have some, we'll have some pizza. So, what do you mean? That's what every all the tourists. That's the big tourist thing now. You go roll the bums. Wow. Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Somebody is interjecting here. Come here, say that out loud. That's a lie, you like to fart a lot. I like to fart a lot. That's the truth. You want a co-host? I got one for sale. She's a truth teller. You were also explaining you assist in boudoir photography. I assist that,
1: a, b- a boudoir photographer.
0: That means like like scantily clad. Like explain what that is exactly.
1: Normally when you shoot boudoir, you're in lingerie.
0: Whatever lingerie, if I have to watch it, then I'll watch it. <laughs> if I have to. And then podcasting. Yes. You went over this stuff very quickly. So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. really expanding out your bio a little bit.
1: I do high five the po- high five colon the podcast. We do the top five of different movie themes. Uh, So we pick a theme. One of the ones that we have that's going to happen at some point is top five. Oh, gosh. What's that famous actress's name? Of course, I can't remember her name. She's the big actress. She's the big actress. Cher? I don't know. No.
0: (laughs) Sally Struthers? Meryl
1: Streep. Meryl Streep. Meryl 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 Streep. Come on. It's like the same
0: age. Five top Meryl (laughs) Streep
1: what? Films. Pretty complicated, like top five fantasy roles or top five favorite Lord of the Rings characters. Which, if your answer isn't Samwise Gamgee, you're wrong.
0: I hated Lord of the Rings.
1: don't, you know what? I think I'm gonna go. (laughs)
0: Look, I told you, you could be mean to me if you want. I don't care. I'm used to it. I'm used to the abuse. It'd be like we're like internet married or something. So, (laughs) here's what happened when I saw Lord of the Rings I remember there was some like, some kind of like wizard type stuff. And then I fell asleep for about two and a half hours. And then I woke up and there was like some fighting stuff. And then the end credits roll. And then I walked out and that was it. That kind of happened like three times, right? There's three of those movies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I know so know it's sad. like to
0: bag on somebody's favorite movies. I'm sorry, I'm being a jerk.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I
0: apologize, I'll be nice. And then you do cosplay, right?
1: I do do cosplay. Carpet cosplay, and I have a <laughs> carpet cosplay, carpet from Aladdin cosplay, and I have a Faye Valentine from Cowboy Bebop on there.
0: Before we get into that, now yes. we'll go into your origin story. Are you ready for that?
1: Okay. I got into cosplay and modeling the same year at the exact same time, January of 2016. I had a friend named Matt, owned a con, owned two cons at the time, we're not friends anymore, so I have no idea whether or not he still owns those. But he wait wait a con. wait
0: wait wait. How do you own a con, and how come you're not friends?
1: I don't know how one owns a con. Uh, apparently, the people who had owned it previously signed signed the con over to him and he needed cosplayers. And I had three weeks to a month to get four cosplays together because it's a cosplay a day and it went on for about four days. Some of it I made and some of it I bought. I pieced together as well as I could and I only had three prints. I only had three prints at my table and I I tried to get as much as I could done one of my best friends steven Stephen fang moore that's what he goes by he took the pictures i printed them out one still one of my favorite pictures ever was done by him it was my lust cosplay it looks amazing and i love it as for modeling i started out on model mayhem but even before then in 2015 i had attended st louis comic-con There was a woman there who had approached me and said, hey, I think my husband would enjoy shooting you. So here's a hundred dollar coupon off of a session with him. Thankfully, he was the first photographer I had ever worked with and an incredible first experience. Not a lot of models, let alone cosplayers, have. Such a wonderful first time experience, but he allowed my then boyfriend to be there with me and oh look there I am there I am as as Faye Valentine, oh man that on the left is actual Faye and on the right is my friend Josh caught a smile of me I normally hate my smile but I looked really cute there so I posted it met his his name is uh, Michael the photographer's name is Michael and his (laughs) wife is. Trish. And they are wonderful. I shot with them. I loved them. I've continued to work with them. I'm trying to continue to work with them. Oh, hey, those are those are the the dark elves that I did with with my friend Jordan. Jordan's an incredible model and a good human being. Eva Haney is the one who shot us. She is a phenomenal photographer. She does incredible fantasy work uh after after working with michael and having his wife there and them allowing me to have my boyfriend there that was that was the the perfect first time experience and should be the golden standard not that a photographer has to have their significant other there but and he didn't bat an eye when i asked if i could bring my boyfriend Fast forward from that point, and now we're back in 2016. And I had those pictures. I paid for that shoot, I had those pictures. I put them in, submitted them into Model Mayhem. I pushed them into Facebook groups and tried to get more experience. And I just kept growing from there. And then when it came to cons, I I stuck with my friend Matt's cons for a while. And then I tried to work at other cons and it grew from there, but COVID kind of stopped it all.
0: No, don't ask questions. me any questions, people. No, I refuse all the to. Ask all no questions. questions. Ask No questions. All right. All if the people questions. throw questions, I'll put them up. And if Mia wants to answer them, fine. <laughs> fine. But I'm telling the people who are five people watching, I don't know. I figured reverse psychology might work. <laughs> okay. So then you had four characters that mm-hmm. you had to do for one weekend. Yes. Wow. That's a lot. I think most people just do kind of one character for an entire convention, right?
1: They do anywhere from one to three, especially if they're judging cosplay contests or joining a cosplay contest that they'll change partway through the day. Why no questions, we want answers. What do you mean? (laughs)
0: Justin.
1: Actually ask a question. You ask a a question question
0: for why no questions? That's your question? (laughs) That's a good question. No answer to that one. I think if I ever did cosplay, I would probably show up in this same camo suit and I'd wear it the entire time. Uh-huh. And I would go to every convention after that and wear the, the same one. Because I am Superman in my camo suit. And I'm Clark Kent slash Ethan Minsker without it.
1: Okay. So
0: just as a warning, not that anybody I su- cares. I
1: support this. No, I support this. Especially since if you if you attended cons all over the U.S. And people took pictures of you. They would be curious about you. They, you'd probably have a whole a whole Reddit tab just dedicated to you. Like, who is this guy? What does he do? How do we find him? Right? Like, why does he always he might wear the same? Right?
0: In there, hashtag man in camo, and see, I have a whole feature film all about myself. See, which would be weird. Do's and don'ts. Get your do's and don'ts with your special guest Mia. Here we go. Better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't forget safety pins. Do remember to bring. A sewing kit or just an emergency kit don't expect for a cosplayer to be acting while they are cosplaying not every cosplayer is an actor don't act like they owe you anything because they do not even though it is their job ultimately they're doing it because they love it that's what cosplay is about you do it because you love it of course there's a you should be kind and talk to your fans and all that other stuff but don't, don't act like you are owed anything. Just be happy that they're there and treat them like a regular human being. They did not dress up so that way you could do whatever it is that you do. That's probably creepy. Oh, uh, do try to get their social media. So when you post their pictures, you tag them, do tag them.
0: All right, should we get into your modeling stuff? Cause I have your Instagram queued up. Oh, here's some modeling right here, right?
1: Oh God, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a video. This that's is... what I look like.
0: <laughs> All right, that's pretty good, though. Thank you. So I saw this picture before. This was with Natasha.
1: Yes, this is my girl.
0: With her. Is this something that you do on like the professional side, or like, I have this, yet like, to main... be
1: be with an agency. Okay, okay, real quick, real quick. That picture. That oh, I mean, you can click it. There we go. Uh, that is my original character Raven, and that's her bathing suit form, because there's different, if you watch animes, there's different forms of different characters. It's like a level up. Yeah, that that one. (laughs) Letting people know that I am weird outside of modeling, that I have my own original character, she has a backstory and everything, and this is what she would wear in the summer at a lake or a river or a beach.
0: While we're here, we'll go into the modeling just shortly after, but tell us a little about the concept for this character.
1: Okay, so I'm really excited because I love talking about her. I don't know what I was going through that day, but I apparently must have been really bored. And I came up with this incredible idea, and I was thinking about Goldilocks. And I was like, man, if I ever cosplayed a fairy tale character that would be easy, it would be Goldilocks, but I don't want to wear a blonde wig. And I was like, well, what if I changed it? What would that look like? And I was like, oh, well, what if I made her hair black? So I didn't have, I mean, my hair's super dark brown. But, you know, I I would rather wear a black wig than a blonde wig. I said to myself, okay, what would I call her then? Because she couldn't be Goldilocks. The whole point of that is because she's got golden hair. So I said, well, what about Ravenlocks? Because none of the other words that I thought of seemed to fit right. Maybe in the future, I will be creating more characters, Justin. But currently, that is... Not that's not to interject for the
0: people that are listening to this as an audio cast. We have a question from the audience Justin Howard, will you be creating more characters?
1: So I had thought to myself, well, I don't want to keep her as a regular human because I'm a regular human, I want to be more. So I said, an elf because that would make sense. She's in the woods, so she'd be a wood elf, so her colors would be green. And then I thought, well, instead of the bears being uh, like, she's a nuisance to the bears. Why don't we make the bears her familiars? And I was like, oh, that sounds really, really good. Then from there I was like, okay, so I need a bad guy. So I researched, I researched and I found a, a cult in Japan called Ainu. And they used to sacrifice bears because they thought it would give them vitality. And make them live longer and i was like that's my bad guy a singular person's gonna represent that entire ideal and he's going to try to destroy my forest my colors will be black and green and gold and his will be white and blue just just it would seem like the colors are opposing but like in in asia white means death and over here, black means death. So I just, I just thought the parallels was nice. So I just get really excited when I talk about it. And I was like, if this ever became a book or a show, she'd, she'd come across different fairy tale characters, but like one-upped, they ate a whole mushroom.
0: For me, I know you're when you're referencing eating a mushroom, it's a Mario brothers, like yeah. up a level. And for me, yeah. when I eat a mushroom, it's a whole other trip. <laughs> okay. and- yeah, I'm trying
1: to get it into an agency
0: You're still getting booked on gigs and stuff separately without an agent, or you're doing that independently?
1: It's called freelance modeling.
0: If you were advising me how to become a freelance model.
1: If you decided you wanted to start modeling, I would suggest paying a photographer whose work you enjoy to take photos of you. Then once you do that and you get that experience, I would, gosh, that's, you know, the Voodoo photographer that I work with took those photos of me. You wouldn't know, yeah. you wouldn't know, cause she just takes those, the, she takes boudoir photos, but oh my God, those photos came out so badass, look at that. You would, you would hire a photographer, you would work with them, then you'd use the photos that you'd get and you'd post them. So you could do, what I do anyway, is get in Facebook groups that are model focused. So one of the biggest ones right now is the Austin Models and Photographers. People will post in there about different post about different gigs that they have different needs that they have and you could either work for free which would be called tfp or you could work for a pay of some sort or for photos back all that all that other stuff and slowly build up towards towards that
0: for the people that are listening to this i'm going through her instagram page and we're looking at her modeling photos and for those who are listening and haven't personally seen what i look like i'm a very slender beautiful long-haired blonde very voluptuous body type.
1: A fantastic kaleidoscope of beauty.
0: I'm a kaleidoscope of beauty. Thank you. In your about section on your modeling page, yes. it talks about the every model.
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Now in your Uh about section, it talks about, again, this, this kind of subject that we brought up about body positivity and all that's doing more outreach or are you doing like organization are you doing like.
1: So currently I am, it's taking a long time because developing a website is hard, which shout out to my friend Catherine, because she made my website and I wish I could remember her last name right now, but I cannot, but she's incredible and trying to make my own, but I'm trying to develop a course Is all inclusive to sex, gender, identity, all of that stuff. To teach them how to pose specifically, specifically facial expressions, because that's what I get asked the most, and how to embrace their inner sexy person. I've been doing boudoir for so long. I can do it with my eyes closed. It does not take a lot of effort from me to be able to do. And not everybody can just go and be like, yeah, I'm sexy in front of this camera with very little clothes on. I can list, I think, just about every photographer who's taken these photos. And that makes me happy because I have all working relationships with them. And that's super important when it comes to specifically freelance work. Maybe for agencies, not so much because they get your work for you oh my god black brush photography he's an incredible (laughs)
0: photographer just keep going there are people listening to you
1: i know i'm sorry when it comes to freelance you have to be a little hungrier you don't have an agency that's working on your behalf when you connect with people when you work with people you need to put in an effort to really get to know them to thank them to support them to Tag them and everything. That's very important, especially, especially when you're doing TFP work, because other photographers who may want to pay you want to see how you treat the photographers who didn't pay you. And if you don't treat them well, then they will not book you, especially if you don't have an agency that's backing you. Because I'm able to develop those relationships with those photographers, most of them have now become my friends. I hang out with almost all of the photographers that I've worked with. TFP stands for trade for print or pay. It could be either or. Usually it's not pay, because if it's paid, they won't say TFP. TFP is like another another way of saying work for free. Maybe you'll get some clothes out of it, or you'll get five quality photos, so on and so forth.
0: Justin, thank you for the question. It Your seems question. disheartening that you're doing this for free, like you're really good.
1: Thank you, thank you. Here's the thing, the agencies have to pick you. And if they don't pick me, they don't pick me. Model Mayhem, what I used to go through, that is not a site I would ever recommend to any model, let alone a photographer at all. Well, give and us the horror
0: story. Give us the dirt.
1: So there's a term called, the acronym is DWC, but the term is dudes with cameras. And okay. it's guys who just want you to be sexy in front of the camera. Maybe they pay you, maybe they don't. You don't feel that they're trying to grow as a photographer. You don't feel like they're really trying to capture a story or a moment or anything you like mean, that. So they're, 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 not
0: like legit, they're not trying to build a portfolio. They're no. Just being, no. Like they're exercising their perverted demons or something like that like
1: that. That's the one pervy. There's, there's no other way to say that pervy and creepy and, or they're super quiet. I had one guy who hired me and actually paid me and he could not pose at all. And that's very important. Like, yes, as a model, you should know how to pose. You should know your body. You should learn your body. You should sit in front of a mirror, practice different faces, all of that other stuff. Very, very important. But as a photographer, if there is something specific that you need from a model, you have to be able to direct her. You are the director of your slow motion film, which is, as you're clicking, that's basically what you're developing here. And while I can dance for your for your film, if there is a particular dance move you need me to do, you have to be able to tell me. And it's very frustrating when I, when I work with photographers who do not pose. Some of them don't think they should because they think the model should know. But I firmly believe both should know. A model should know how to work her body and a photographer should know the type of pose, shot, feel, aesthetic that they want or are going for. Very important. Did you go to
0: school for this or anything like learning?
1: Not at all. Um, I am super self-taught. What I happen to have been blessed with was is a very expressive face, a, just a want to grow and be better. And I want to help other people do that too, of course, which is why I'm very so painstakingly slowly developing, a course.
0: All right. So in these podcasts, I got to preface this that I always, I'm an old man. I have a lot of old man stories. So I got to always interject my relatable story to whatever the subject is. Are you interject. ready for my modeling stories?
1: Oh, my God, yes. I'm ready.
0: So every once in a while, I used to work in bars, knew a lot of people, East Village, you know, for like 10 years, whatever, 15 years. One job I had modeling was for a comic book store. And they put me in a jumpsuit, uh, prison, orange prison suit. And then I was being electrocuted. So (laughs) I was like, they're like, you look like uh, somebody on death row. So that was like my first job. Uh Not bad. uh It was like two hours, like 400 bucks. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, nice. Second one is like, there is a magazine called Vice Magazine in New York. I used to get a lot of my art stuff and fanzines and all of that into Vice Magazine. And the guys who used to run that, and they were like, hey, we need a model for this photo shoot we're doing. Like, do you think you could do it? And I'm like, yeah, I don't care, sure. So I go out to this place and they're like, okay, you're gonna take your shirt off. I have a lot of tattoos, right? So it's like- Okay. Bald white guy, a lot of tattoos. I don't know if you can see where this is going. In the group, there's like me, very white guy. There's a guy who's like Puerto Rican guy, black guy. The thing is like a prison thing, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all done. I'm talking with them, very nice guys. And I'm like, oh, you all just got out of jail. Like they literally got out of jail like a few days before this shoot.
1: Holy shaki mushrooms. After the
0: shoot, they all actually went back for some other things. I don't know, but very nice guys. So then I'm like getting to my thing. They're like, okay, take your shirt off you know, put on these like prison pants or whatever. And then they give me a towel that has a hole cut in it. And then I have to wear this wet towel because almost like a shirt, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: what the hell is this? They're like, well, this is called like prison air conditioning. So when you're in jail, they would wet a towel and then they cut a hole in it and then you wear it. That's how you like keep yourself cool. So I'm in this photo shoot where it's like all these guys out of prison and they didn't want to have like just like one group. They wanted to have somebody who looked like the Aryan nation, right? The Nazi prison guy, which you gotta know, I'm I'm Jewish. So I'm like half Jewish and Irish. And oh, yeah. I have like stars, I have stars of David like tattooed right on my chest. Like, I'm like, dude, like, well, the towel covers that but I'm like the other one, there's another star of David here. Like, no one's gonna think I'm a Nazi skin. And they're like, they're not gonna even notice. So that comes out and it's like a big issue. It's in like the Vice book. So it's like, I occasionally I have people like, hey, are you the guy? So I'm working in the bars. There was a movie called Kids, which was like about skater kids in New York City. But it was about all these like kind of like homeless skater kids. And this guy Harold Hunter was in the movie. He's kind of like this tough kid that I knew in the bar. He was always being a jerk to me and whatever. And he comes up to me being like really nice. And I'm like, okay, Harold, what's going on? He's like, were you in prison? And I'm like, why are you asking me that? He's like, I saw the vice thing. And I'm like, and he's like, you know, what did you go to jail for? And I'm like, no one asked you what you go to jail for. And then after that, he never bothered me again. <laughs> right? Because I was like, you don't. You, when somebody goes to jail and they come out, you just don't. That's not something you ask. A few weeks later, some other guy I knew, like guys who were in prison were like, hey man, like I saw that vice thing, but like all your tattoos are in color. And like, you can't get colored tattoos in prison. And I'm like, yeah, but couldn't I just come outside and get them all colored in? And they were like, Oh yeah, so what you did? And I'm like, no, I was never in prison. So <laughs> that's my boring old man modeling story. What media you're consuming?
1: One Piece, the anime. For those who don't know what One Piece is, One Piece is bordering on a thousand episodes currently. January, February-ish time. I told myself I'm gonna take this beast on, and I started from episode one, and now I'm currently at the newest era of the show, a very uh, impressive feat to get your show to be almost to a thousand episodes and it's still going. It'll probably last until about 2025. I consume a lot of music. What are you listening to right now, today? I, yeah, the new BTS song that just came out, Butter. That's that's what I've had on repeat for a little bit because it's a happy song.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was just about, you just threw me off my-
1: I'm so sorry with heart. my thank you. <laughs> Sometimes you do what when you're there?
0: I totally forgot it. I'm old.
1: <gasps> oh, no. I'm so sorry.
0: Does it sound like a dad now? No. Keep your COVID to yourself. Don't COVID cough through this internet web.
1: I literally went like this.
0: You could cough in way. my face. It don't matter. <laughs> and I, oh, I love have a doing for that. You. Yes. Okay. So, like on your Facebook, like uh-huh. when you become friends with people on Facebook, I can see all our like minded friends, all of our mutual friends, as they say.
1: Uh huh.
0: And I asked you in this before, I was like, so you're from Wichita? And you said, no, F Correct. Wichita and F everybody in wow, don't,
1: don't. And then, don't.
0: Okay. I'm adding that. That's me. <laughs> but I realize you have a lot of our mutual friends are people from Wichita. I, I go to for film, film festival. Oh, yeah. you attended Tallgrass.
1: Yes.
0: Totally makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: Everybody can find me here with Project Nerd, where I do some interviews and I co-host on the High Five the Podcast, High Five colon the podcast, which you can also find on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Although on Twitter, it is High the Number Five, the podcast. You can also find me personally at The Every Model on Instagram, as well as TikTok. And I also have a Patreon. That is patreon.com slash The Every Model. Don't forget to subscribe to Project Nerd's YouTube channel under project hyphen nerd at Vera Glass Imagery on both Facebook and on Instagram. That is the boudoir photographer that I work with. Her work is incredible. My leaving statement would be Be gracious and kind to yourself. It's very important.
0: Thank you for watching Infinite Spaghetti. If you like the show, please share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience. For great cosplay content and amazing podcasts, head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com.